Holy shit! It's recording. I just want you to look. I want you to look. I want you to see. Well, I mean, I I did a vague look. Let me see real quick. What's it look Uh like when it's actually... Yeah, it's counting counting up. The counting up. Yeah, Yeah, because the problem is when you are not recording, the record button will still be on. It's still on. So I'll take a quick glance. And I'll be like, oh, it's fucking it's recording. Yeah. And then 40 minutes later when we're winding down, I look at it like, oh, it didn't record <laughs> a goddamn fucking thing. Yeah. And uh, after you do it like two dozen times, you would think like, oh, fuck. Well, uh, go to old man mode and just cover that light with a piece of electrical tape. <laughs> and that way you can't depend on that light Sure. Anymore. <laughs> that's what I do in my car when the check engine light's on. At least that's what I should do now after throwing $1,200 into my car last week. Right. But, uh Hey everybody, it's the Elemental Podcast, uh, live, uh, special edition, uh, yeah. Sunday edition, doesn't normally happen, I can't remember the last time, my cat I'm... is attacking uh, my guest, uh, Honks is attacking my guest, Matt Harper. I'm in the middle of the menagerie here, there's she, animals everywhere. It's... She is, uh, she's trying to hump you, yeah. I guess, I've never seen a cat hump someone. <laughs> she but, smells uh... my cat. <laughs> yes, yes, it's one of those things. I don't, uh, you know what, I don't think uh, she gives a shit if you have a cat or not. Right. She, when Jason comes over, she is all over him okay. too, which is weird because I don't know why she does that. She gets a lot of attention from people. Sure. Uh, I mean, from Jamie and me, but when other people come over, she's like, oh, fuck, a human being. <laughs> and uh, I think other than like getting pets and stuff, I don't think she wants any food or anything from me. Yeah. So she's just a fucking, she's a very, very strange cat. Yeah. Whereas all the other cats have uh, hidden somewhere. Sadie Dog is sitting on the uh, edge of the couch because she doesn't give a shit about people. Which it's is, yeah. Just, normally, when I come here, all hell breaks loose. Oh, right, yeah. Because Wean Dog is a yes. fucking raving lunatic. <laughs> so Wean Dog is uh, upstairs sequestered. Yeah. Uh, and as long as she has, like, a bone or something, she's perfectly fucking fine. So yeah, This cat is so much, uh, so much more willing to let you pet it than mine. We have... Izzy, and she will, if you get anywhere near, or just on the any given day, really, it depends on the day, but sure. if you get anywhere near her, like, undercarriage at all, sure. like, you give her belly rubs, oh, she'll just she freak hates the it? fuck out, yeah, she's really? done, she's out, she'll, she'll go for your eyes and then leave, she's out. <laughs> I must kill you, <laughs> Yes, you've attempted to harm me, now you die. Uh, it is weird, people say that cats don't have personalities, it's clearly incorrect. Yes. Uh, a good portion of the time their personality is shit. But they do have personalities, so... Yeah, we always thought she'd grow out of it, but uh, has not seemed to change. She was, we got her when she was yeah. very small, and it's yeah. not like she got ruined by someone else. Like, right. We didn't get her as like an adult cat where she someone had like wronged her in right. some way. Right, fucked up, scorned her. Yeah, right. no, this is just a brand new cat who was had some real, real issues. Larry, our cat Larry, is very similar that way, yeah. and that's why he's bad Larry, because he's You're just, about to get uh, some weird ASMR cat. cat purrs into the microphone here. <laughs> Rubbing right up on the recorder. Yeah. Speaking of the recorder, yeah. is yeah. this the new? No, this is the old one. Oh. The new one's in that box up there. I thought we were going to get a uh, chance to. No, I apologize. Uh, I'm very lazy. <laughs> uh, I have not attempted to use it with the microphones. Okay. I'm assuming it will be very easy. Oh, that's going to be, um, that'll be full on, like, hold a microphone. Yeah, I can oh, plug a microphone into it. That's that. why I bought it, because it's very similar to this one. It's a little bigger. It's a Tascam. 
Uh, I think the Brag. recording is about, yeah, <laughs> bragging on the task cam. But it has a couple jacks in it that you can put actual microphones okay. into, which I thought would be better because I know at times people have said, I can't really hear or whatever. And I'm like, ah, you know. Yeah. When I invest only $100 into the system, you get what you get. For sure. So, because I clearly, I don't want to uh, invest more because I'm not making money. I make a minimal amount of money from the Patreon. <laughs> right. It's a paltry sum. And then, uh, and then I can't do it uh, half the time anyway. So I feel that <laughs> I don't. I blame absolute zero people when they decide I don't want to give Steve five bucks anymore. For sure, so yeah. I completely understand it. But you have your own podcast. I do. Yeah. So let's. We got a couple of things we want to talk about with my buddy Matt Harper. First of all, Matt Harper, I've known you at least thirty years. Yes, for sure. Uh, you're a comedian. You live in the comedy mecca of Hastings, Michigan. I do. Uh, you own comedy there. I do, yeah. Uh, he runs a show there at uh, the Waldorf uh, what is it? Restaurant Bar and Grill. Yeah, the Waldorf Bar and Grill. Uh, Brew Pub, sorry. Brew Pub. Yeah, right. the Waldorf uh, Pub and Grill in uh, right in the middle of Hastings. Right in the middle of Hastings. You run another show at Reds in, uh, what, what is that, Cutler? Not Cutlerville. Middleville. Middleville. One of the Middleville. Bills. So yep. he's... He's owning comedy. That's right. In that uh, community, mid Michigan, mid Michigan comedy scene. Yes. Yeah. Just wait. It's great. I've done shows, uh, both of those rooms. They're both yeah. great shows. And then, but I do want to start off talking about the podcast. Okay. Though. Your po- introduce your podcast to the people if they don't know it. Uh, my podcast, myself and uh, Mandy Elaine is my co-host. Yes. We've known each other since school. We we went to ele- almost as long as you and I have known each sure. other. Sure. Yeah. We went to elementary, <laughs> middle, and high school together, and we. Uh, we just, whenever we would talk to each other, we would just talk in movie quotes, and it was always about really? movies, and we just had this thing where, where we could have full-on conversations about movies with without really talking to each other, and it was right. just all movie quotes and stuff, so I had the idea, like every other white male comedian, to have a podcast, and <laughs> had to figure out... You have out, a beard, too. Yes, he has a sure. beard as well, everybody, yeah, so yeah. you need that. Uh, an overweight, bearded, white male comedian. You don't have plaid, though. That's a check mark <laughs> against you. You gotta start wearing some plaid. But. Right, yeah. Um, and... Uh, so I was looking for a premise for a podcast. I had a really dumb idea to start it to begin with, and it was going to be, we would talk about movies with a comedian, and we would just talk about the movie Groundhog Day. Right. And every episode would be like, it's the first episode. So right. So we would bring in a new comic, but we would always talk about Groundhog Day and pretend that it was the first episode. Right. It, it, in theory, it sounded fun. Yes. Uh, but in, in action, it was uh, heartbreaking. It was awful. It was you were crushing, crushing your own soul, oh, yes. Sure. Uh, we got five episodes in and did uh, Groundhog Day for those five episodes, one of which was lost to the ether and was not. <laughs> we were not able to, to release it. The right. recording got corrupted and Go it was on. just awful. Um, so after the fourth time airing it, we switched gears, and now sure. we do movies that shaped our childhood. Like shaped all- our childhood. It's, it's a great premise, because mm-hmm. there are a ton of podcasts out there about movies, mm-hmm. and it's usually like the new releases or whatever, or maybe the classics, but you guys cover a lot. Yeah. You guys cover shit. We garbage movies. They're the in-between Garbage shit. ones. They're not iconic. Well, I mean, they're iconic in the sense that like everyone has seen them. Right. But they are not on anyone's real list. Like, there's nobody... Like, there's no... We're not doing strictly Oscar winners. Right. We're not doing... You fucking did Casper. We did. So, did. Uh, if you do Casper, you'll do anything. Right, for sure. And it, it's just the movies that you remember as a kid. Like, you you get home from school, you look at the VCR. What's already <laughs> in the VCR? Like, what's the movie you right. watched last night that right. you'll watch again? And I don't know if it's the same way for everybody else, but for me, I would watch the same movie 
you know, 10, 15 times in a row, sure. like days after day after day. And I don't know what it was about me that did that, but it's like when someone gets like a new album or, or music now where you'll listen to the album front to back a couple of times right. in a row and really get into it. That's how I was with, with movies. I have to make it a, an admission right here, Mr. Mm-hmm. Harper. Uh, I had a hankering for the movie Jack Reacher. Okay. Jack Reacher is not on any streaming service right sure. now. Or you, you can get it, I imagine, but you probably have to pay for it. And I, there's something weird about me. I refuse to pay for something streaming. Okay. I don't know why. Like, I'll, I'll pay you for Netflix. You need a physical I'll pay copy? For well, I guess, yeah. So um, I found it at Family Video. Got it. For yeah. 50 cents. <laughs> So I wandered over to Family Video last night. Uh, I oh, watched you like, it. You investigated, found it online or something over there? Uh, or like, well, I just called. Oh, called I over. Called. But I you... called Family Video. I was okay. like, hey, uh, I'm looking for Jack Reacher. And they're like, okay, we have Jack Reacher 1 and 2. <laughs> and I said, 2 is shit. Uh, I just want 1. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, uh, how many copies? And they're like, oh, we have 3. And I'm like, okay, I don't need to put a hold on it. There's yeah. not like a rush <laughs> no, on Jack Reacher. Good. Right. So uh, I went yesterday. I picked it up. I and watched it last a, night. You can get a different Reacher in the back room at the family video. Oh! Behind those saloon doors. That's ah, right. You know what? I'm, okay. They, that's family for every family. For sure. Right? <laughs> so, they, uh, so I got it, and I watched it last night. And then this morning, uh, I watched it again. There you go. I watched yeah. it again. So I got my 50 cent worth for sure. <laughs> so it's not just me then. Yeah. No! People, and I... I I always thought of myself as being some kind of, like, somehow broken as a kid. Like, why am I watching Tommy Boy for, like, the 50th time or whatever? Like, why is this, does this mean something There's nothing me? better than Tommy Boy. Right. That's why. It's the pinnacle. And so, yeah, we just ask random comedians to come on, and we don't, generally, we don't let the comedian pick. We try right. to spring it on them. Yes. Like, clearly, no one's going to pick Casper. Or right. No one in the right mind. Right. So that's why we sprung it on Nardos. That Woo! Was... And she hates you now. She I don't really know does. Yeah. Not. She has talked to me numerous times, and all she texts me is go, Harper sucks. Yeah, that's all sure. she texts me. I'm like, that's weird, Nardos. <laughs> but okay. But yeah, uh, Christine, uh, Christina Ricci classic will do that to you. you know, that'll, <laughs> that'll cause some issues. But yeah, so we've been doing it for, I think we're, what, on 85, 84? Two or eighty-three episodes, something like that. Every now. Wednesday, right? Every, Every Wednesday, Wednesday, you yeah. plan out. That's great. And uh, yeah, so it's been it's been fun. We 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 steered away from that Groundhog Day idea, which was right. great because hell, if that would have been still well, going at this I, point, I don't know. Like for you as the host, mm-hmm. what you could have kept contributing to the movie, right. to the conversation, like me, because I was one of the four. Yep. I think I was the last one, right? Yeah, I was the fourth. Yep. So I think I was the different one because I came in and I was like, I fucking hate this movie. For sure. Where I think everybody else is like, I loved it. And I honestly don't think I had ever seen it before. Right, and that's what we talked about that, yeah. And honestly, it's a good movie. I I Uh would have recommended the movie had I not watched it over and over again. And (laughs) (laughs) You burned yourself out? So the the point of it was, the, 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 the genius, I thought, was so I would pull clips from the movie. We have these little trivia questions or just a set discussion that we would have. But all of our work was done. Once we did it the first time, I right. would never have to pull the clips again. We'd never have to do the research. And we would just discuss the film. And it's so it would it just got so cookie cutter. There's only so many little tidbits or right, points. Exactly, yes. And the way Trivia. that we the way that we played it, we couldn't even add to it because we wanted it to seem like it was the first fresh. episode every time. Right. And it was fresh to us every time. So we, we right. had to pretend like we didn't know anything about it. 
And uh, yeah, so it was hard to do. It was dumb. It for was those worse. two, for those who've never seen Groundhog Day, essentially the premise of the movie is guy keeps reliving his day every day. Hence the for thousands of, of years, <laughs> right? Or whatever, so. It depends, and there's different schools of thought on that too, whether or not it was, you know, a thousand years, a hundred years, or ten right. years of a cycle. But for some reason, something caused him to go into this loop of of repeating the same day, and that was another huge problem I had that there was no villain, there was no. Nobody oh, caused yes. the problem, really. It, it was just he was happened. kind of an asshole. Right. And for no reason, he just had to relive his same day as an asshole until he figured out. It was God. Out, God was the I asshole. I guess, but that's... You need to learn a lesson, dude. There, <laughs> there this are, is it. There are philosophy classes taught on on the movie Groundhog Day. What? That, like... Sh- community colleges. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> or just some, yeah, some weird-ass credit for... Yeah, anyhow. Right. That, uh, like, people would live their life based on ideals of this film about how like if you do it the right way you try your best every day to do to do something the right way and then you'll succeed and it will be you know whatever so we thought based on that there's got to be different viewpoints for different people and we got a few we got some people that were like i really enjoyed this film it really shows you that doing things the right way will fix your life and make it better and then you came on and we're like why doesn't he just rape everyone (laughs) like there's no. <laughs> yep, yep. That's. I think I said that. There's yeah. no consequences right. to your actions after about maybe thirty days of not getting in trouble for doing anything and reliving the same day. You would. You just. Start <laughs> Why doesn't he just rape everybody? <laughs> right. And I mean, you're, you're in. You're in Punxsutawney. It's not like you can find a whole bunch of like hookers and blow. Right. So you just start doing whatever you want. I mean, like, right. yeah. And he when did. Andy McDowell's the hottest chick in town. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, fuck. And your only competition is uh, fucking, what's the guy? What's the bald guy's name? Jesus Christ, it's uh, been two years since we did this. The movie. guy who, the guy who was like, bang! The cam- no, the camera guy. Oh, the, the other cam- guy. Oh, Chris Elliott. Chris, Chris Elliott. Elliott, fuck, yes, yeah. yes. So yeah, when he's your only competition, I mean, <laughs> you can slay the whole fucking town. Right, I got it all. So yeah, I mean, that's it. And then we, uh, yeah, we, we do some plugs at the end. We let people pitch their stuff and right. tell people to go follow things. We've gotten... Some pretty decent responses out of stuff. Some Twitter polls that we, or some uh, Facebook polls that we've started doing now, which have been surprisingly uh, a lot of interaction. Interaction, yeah, yeah, interactive. So it's been it's been fun. You so when did because originally like I don't did you guys plan on this being like a long term thing? I was because he started do, with the gimmick of yep, Groundhog Day. The gimmick was going to be like a ten episode run, Groundhog and Day. I was just going to be like ten episodes, and then I'm out. Okay, and then we'll kind of see what happens from there. So then, when did you make the decision? Because you did five Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, and they're like, "I'm going to kill myself." Yes, let's do something different. And it was just the idea that it's it was fun to do. Like we found out that doing this podcast was was entertaining for right. us. And interacting with these new people in a different way. Like, when we talk to comics, it's generally at the back of a dark bar during a show. And you never really get to talk to them about a lot of stuff. But this was a way to get people to come out and actually have a conversation and learn more about these people. So that was fun for us. And we just decided, you know what people enjoy are those the films that shaped us and made us who we are. And that was always that's more interesting to me. I don't care about the movie you saw last week. I care about the first movie you ever saw in a movie theater. Sure. Stuff like that that like lets us know kind of more about you as a person. And so we would ask those types of questions during the interviews, and those were just more fun. So we, I mean, we kicked it off with, I think, uh, The Breakfast Club, mm. and we went to those, like, the John Hughes classics from that era, and it was just, they're in everyone's wheelhouse. Everybody yeah. knows them, and, and we just sort of branched out from there. And then we started getting into the weeds of, like, 
what are the movies that we loved that no one knows about or no one cares about, and we would just spring these on people and see what happens. Right. I found that it works best when the guest has never seen the movie. They have no sort of preconceived notion about what it is. A lot of the movies that you have chosen, and, it, and I'm probably one of your older listeners mm-hmm. would be my guess, but I'm always surprised when someone's like, yeah, I've never seen uh, this movie. And I'm like, how the fuck have you never seen it? I've seen it like 80 times sure. and you've never seen it? The, one of the biggest ones we had, uh, we had Alan True on and he had never seen the movie Scream. Which right, I, I was how like, does how, that happen? Or like the ones where you're just like, how have you never, how have you made it through life and just never accidentally... Accidentally TBS Yeah, or whatever, you're right. just on and it's on in the room and right. you're just, you've never seen this before, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah and those are, those are fun for us to do. We don't intentionally make people watch terrible movies. What usually happens is we have an affinity for them and then we come to find out watching it again 20 years later that, that it's it was just shit. pure garbage. And what was that one that you guys... Flight of the Navigator? Yes! Was, that was the one that you're like, oh, I love this movie. Which, and then as an adult, you're like, oh, fuck me. It's come back around. It was very difficult to find when we did it, but it is now on Disney+. Plus. It's is streaming. It? It's actually yeah. a Disney property, which I didn't even know. Well, now I have to watch it. It's I have never seen it. ungodly bad. We had Nick Lydorf out of Lansing on mm. as the comic I still guest. like to call him Laydorf. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care, Nick! You're not listening anyway. Right. Um, and we subjected him to that trash movie. And, yeah. Uh, again, I remember it being great. It has all the trappings of, like, a, a great kid movie. Like, a spaceship comes from outer space, and you get kicked back in time, and you rel- you know, you come back 20 years later, you're still a kid, but your whole family's grown up. And, right. Like, holy shit, like, this is a crazy premise. It's got the voice of Pee Wee Herman in it. Right. And, like, this should be good as it, for a kid, you know? And it was just god-awful. It's like somebody tried to make three different movies all at once and just kind of wedged them together, and just nothing stuck. Like, it was just... It's awful. So, and we've, we have found there are a lot of movies like that, that we... Like, a movie you loved and have not seen for 20 years, I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you just don't watch it. <laughs> right, right, You right, just right. remember it Remember it fondly. Yep. This is the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life, and then not revisit Chances it. are, it's god-awful. Strange so. it. It's, yeah. Right. It doesn't age well. Right, for sure. So references and, and or whatever. Honestly, I just think we're all, like, soft-brained idiots when we're younger. Like, I don't think it was sure. good to begin with, honestly. Like, there's no way that was great to start with. It's just we didn't know any better. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Because you're eight, nine years old. For like, sure. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck. Right. I got to go out to a movie theater or my parents brought home a rental. Like, I was just, the idea that bringing home a rental movie was, like, the greatest day of our lives, yeah. you know? No. And, like, we didn't get to do them that often. And for a, a, a good span of time when I was a kid, we didn't have, like, cable. So it was all yeah. just regular TV. And, like, Saturday morning cartoons were, like, the greatest thing that we had to look forward to. But when we got to go to, like, Blockbuster or, like, the local movie rental place, yeah. like... That was always my dream job as a kid was to work at our local rental place. It was called Four Star Video. Four stars? Uh-huh. All yeah. right. I don't know. They couldn't jump up to the fifth star. Or maybe they weren't doing five stars back then. I don't know what it was. But um, by the time I got old enough to have an actual job, it's, that's when it shut down. Ah. So never got the chance to work there. But You could have been like Randall from Clerks. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that a movie, movie. they hated. A movie that Matt hated. That was, I loved it. One that, of my favorites. That was one of the ones where Mandy was kind of into that movie, and yeah. I was just totally against it. And I it. was all for it. And Right. So you were one of the ones that we kind of let 
pick. Sort uh, of. That right. We're like, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have Stu on for this one. I appreciate that. But we did subject you to some other uh, stinkers, too. So, Well, let me, let me ask you this, then, because it's the two of you. It's you and Mandy. Mm-hmm. So then how do you determine, like, the movies that you want to watch? Like, do you both have to agree? Or, like, one week it's you and one week it's Mandy? We, we try to... To bounce back and forth a little bit, we do have sort of a vague master list of movies that we want to get to eventually. We also will look at things that are happening kind of pop culture wise that like if there's becoming like a resurgence of films or or if um, like a sequel's coming out like 20 years removed or like when Top Gun was coming out again, we're like, fuck it, we need to do the original Top Gun. And honestly, that movie wasn't a big deal for either one of us, really, I don't think. I think Mandy was probably into it a lot more than I would have been. The volleyball scene. Right, yeah. (laughs) Um, So we look at stuff like that where, honestly, it's more of a bait and switch for people. Like, if they're online looking for podcasts about whatever movie... Maybe they'll come across ours too. Oh, they'll stumble you know across. I mean? hey, I'm looking for Top Gun. Oh, here's yeah. Top Gun. Yeah, no, I get it. Smart. You got to think about stuff like that too. So yeah, right? we're we're trying to jump onto the same sort of bandwagon, but we're we I am wholly uninterested in the new Top Gun movie. I I want nothing more than to never see that movie. I I never saw Top Gun in the theater, which is weird because that was right when I should have seen sure, it. Yeah. I was around and it would have made sense. And then I I actually saw it a couple years ago, and I'm like, this movie is fucking awful. Yeah. So it's one of those things of like I'm sure if I saw it when I was 16 or 17 when it came out, I'm like, this is the greatest of all time. Yeah. But when I watched it now as an adult, I'm like, this is shit. So yeah, the new one, I have zero interest in saying. I anyway. mean, maybe the novelty is there. Maybe just knowing it's going to be bad would be interesting. And now, especially right. since we've done our episode on the old one, just the idea of being a little bit more like intimately aware of what happened during the filming or stuff like that might matter. But just, I just can't see it being worth it to me. But. I- I think a lot of the episodes have to be hard for you because you watch the movie more than once. Because At you least. watch it to watch it, and then you watch it to grab clips from, to mm-hmm. play on the podcast. And then you said you probably watch it like a third time, right? Generally, I'll watch it on the on my big on my normal sized regular television yes. just to to watch it. Like if family's involved, that's great. If I can watch it with, generally these movies from our past always seem to be better if you can watch it with someone in the room. Yes. And I also find that watching it with my daughter, who is now nine, it's kind of a neat look into how she will see my past. Like how she's finally experiencing something that I loved as a kid. Right. But like, so that's neat for me. But then I have to watch it again, like you said, because we pull clips from the movie. Um, So when we're discussing it, we can sort of refer back to clips or, or, you know, cameos that come up. We'll play, you know, little snippets of things here and there. Just stuff that reminds us of where we're going, or it'll sort of keep us in order. Like, right. if we're talking about the movie, we can talk about, well, this happened first, and then later on, that happened, or whatever. So, I'll watch it a second time to pull all those clips. Uh, generally, we try to keep it around, like, 20 clips, if we can, and they're usually less than, like, 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it short. Time, and then we we generally steamroll them anyway. We talk over top of them, or whatever. Mandy does. <laughs> Mandy! <laughs> let, let the clip roll for a sec, Mandy. So, we'll... Um, We'll do all that, and then I will list. I generally will listen to them. At, I have the benefit of my work at at work. I can listen to stuff all day. Oh, okay. So I'll just throw my phone in my desk, but listen to the audio of the movie. Just to, again to be able to discuss because somebody's yeah. always going to have one weird part that they want to talk about. Yeah. Like the guest will will really latch onto some strange part of the movie, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I remember that because I watched it fucking three times now, and and can get it. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass when it's a bad movie, but when it's oh, a good movie, gross! You're torturing yourself. <laughs> when it's a good movie, it's fun. I, Do you have a veto list? 
Like, if Manny's like, I really want to see this, and you're like, fuck you, it's not happening, or vice versa. I would say yes, it's, okay. but it's more of a soft veto. Like, okay. if if Mandy can get the guest on board, then I kind of have to. Because okay. I've made her watch some shit movies. But now, like... Mandy seems really uh, invested in most of the movies. Well... I don't really recall her going, ah, I hate this one. There are a few, and they're generally ones that I love. Mandy has a differing opinion than me for most movies. If I'm a huge fan of a movie, generally Mandy's going to not enjoy it as much. Huh. There are, on occasion, the ones that w- will overlap and both of us will really enjoy. Great. It tends to be the other way around, though. Mandy is like, f- like foot down, this is the greatest movie of all time. She like, seems to love most movies. Yes. Yeah, and where I am a little more picky when it comes to that sort of right. stuff. Like, I was not a fan of um, Joe Dirt. Ah, come on, man. It was just dumb, goofy humor. And it really was. And it really is dumb, goofy humor. And so it was stuff like that where were it up to me, we would have never done that one. Sure. But, you know, whatever. And and people either love it or hate it. So I'm all for it. When someone, when there's a cult classic type vibe to something, I will generally, like we're going to probably end up doing The Big Lebowski, which I have never seen. What? Have you ever had a white Russian? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to drink one during the episode. I will. All right. right. Uh, I'll do it at work. Mandy will bring it. When I listen. Um, And uh, so there's stuff like that that we we have, like I said, it's kind of a, we probably shouldn't do this movie. Or we've we've suggested movies a couple of times where we're just like, I just don't see the point. Like, I don't think that one really would have hit home with anybody. Because it's not relevant to most people. Right. Or because it's too new and it's been overdone or talked about. Or it's just like we'll do two movies or like we'll just have very similar movies. Like Ah. it would be like doing, not that we ever would do, like Avatar and Fern Gully. Right. Are are the same movie. Just one's a cartoon. Yes. Like we wouldn't, there'd just be no point to doing both. But I do eventually. Did we already talk about this shit? uh, Yeah, I I do eventually want to do Fern Gully. I think it'd be Uh a a fun one. I'm, I'm a huge fan of animated movies and music. Musicals and shit yeah, from yeah. when I was a kid. So I want to get more deep in the, the musicals and uh, cartoons. A lot of Disney stuff that we still have yet to hit. So. I'm just trying to think of a musical offhand. Well, like that, a, that, uh, unless you're talking like a cartoon. Like a Disney movie. Well, both. But like we did Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, um, yeah, Which did. was right. wonderful. Yes. I, I really, I, I like that episode. That was, we had uh, Ricarlo and Tim on that oh. one. Both comics from Mesquite area. And uh, we had asked Ricardo to do the show, and Tim uh, gave him a ride down. Oh. Tim had never seen the movie, but was still on the podcast with us. Uh, that's uh, funny. He had a vague idea, kind of, of what the movie was, so that was a lot of fun to talk gotcha. to him about what he thought the movie would be. And, sure. And we played clips of songs he had never heard, so it was, it was a good time. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Uh, have you guys ever thought about doing a live podcast? Because I almost feel like you could invite people to mm-hmm. your house or like a bigger venue sure. show a movie everybody watches the movie like hey, back to the future 2 or whatever for sure and then you have a guest and you sit down and you guys discuss the movie in front of a live studio audience i would love to do that yeah uh, i think mandy would be on board too i've got uh from running shows and doing stuff i have all the equipment i've got a projector i've got a ways ways to get it done it's just I just I don't know I don't know logistically if it, it where to do it if it's just inviting everybody over to the backyard and have it happen right at my house which is where we generally record most right. of the episodes yeah yep. right in the kitchen or just kind of yeah. like my living room right is the studio yeah we call everything everywhere we go we call the studio even on occasion we'll take we have a pretty mobile set I mean it's not just one recorder right it's not this have. this is the most mobile you can get. <laughs> but we have a basically mobile setup we can take around with us and we've gone to other locations we've done. 
recording. Well, in fact, Nardos with uh, Casper. We went right up to her to, to record that one. Oh, you recorded that at her house? Yeah, we oh, did. Good for you. And then we, uh, we've we done a couple in Kalamazoo and stuff. and uh, So we could take it pretty much wherever we wanted to. Uh, I, of course, have access to a couple of venues that I could do it at, but... It's just I don't know. I'm we're we're still kind of getting our feet wet into that. You know whether or not people would be interested to come out because I, you know, clearly don't want to just show a movie for six people and have that be all that show up. But you know it might end up working out. I but I think I think you would get more because I think you have got a pretty good audience and then a lot of comedians who've been on your podcast. I think they would come out because then I think you could almost even like have a specific guest mm-hmm. to discuss. It'd be you and Mandy and the guest, but then I think you could have a microphone out in the audience yeah. for people to ask questions or make comments or whatever. And I've discussed the idea of doing like a round robin thing too, where we just have someone set in for like the first, you know, 20 minutes and then swap out and have another guest ah, set in for, for later on in the episode. Sure. Or like, because uh, we do our games too. Yep. Which, if you go back and listen to our first few episodes, this is clearly has evolved. It's gotten to a spot now where it used to not be as interactive as it is now, where we have games that we play with everybody. And uh, I think that would be a lot of fun in front of a live audience, especially having people just watch the, the film with us together. Um, so I think that could work too. It's just it's it's some steps. We'll we'll get there sure. eventually. I think it's steps. I think you'd be surprised at the response you would get. I think yeah. it would be, you would get definitely more. Well, than and then six. clearly after watching because you guys did your live yep. episode and I was like that appeared to be a huge success. Yeah, it was weird. There were like between 30, 40 people. Yeah, there. Which, that was a lot more than I would have thought. So. Right, and hell, if we could get anything more than like 10 or 15 people to watch a live movie and, and participate afterward, yeah. it would be a success in my book too. It would be so. great. It would be great. So yeah. plant the seed, man, sometime this summer maybe, right? For sure. Yeah, and then of course, time. with any podcast, you always look forward to something down the road, like yeah. a Patreon type situation, like extra content or... Yeah. What else could we provide that that is different than what we're doing now that someone could get a special, uh, you know, something special out of it for like a Patreon type episode or things like that. And so that's, there's stuff kicking around, but it'll come. Beauty. You know? Beauty. Yeah. That's great. That's good. Uh, so do you and Mandy hate each other now? No. Uh, <laughs> no we definitely have more of an understanding of, of what, what to expect great. from each other's opinions. The roles. And, and how to, yeah. And uh, basically Mandy does... The, the research side of things, and we'll get, like, we play a game about, like, eight, the ages of the people involved in the movies, or the budget stuff, like how much a film costs to make, right. and things, and so Mandy does all of that stuff, which is a lot of work if you really get in the weeds on it, and yep. then I do all of the, the technical side, so the, the pulling the clips, and the uh, posting of the actual podcast, doing the descriptions of the Stuff making the posters. Jesus right. Christ, those He posters. does a very good job with the posters, everybody. Go check out their Instagram page. Yeah, it's just another episode podcast on Instagram. And we do we take the original film's poster, and I just replace everyone's faces or bodies right. or whatever with our guest or, or with our own faces. And it, that some of them are like nightmare fuel. They're like the <laughs> worst thing. Ah, those are my favorite <laughs> ones, though. The worst ones are the best ones. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. We just released the one for Coneheads earlier today. Yes, and that one was some kind of special. Yes. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I I look decent with a conehead. So I have never seen that movie. I okay, uh, but I will probably still listen because uh, Jay Hibiscus uh-huh. is your guest. He was yeah. So normally, uh, to be perfectly honest, man, I've discussed this with you before. I'll listen if it's a movie that I've seen and liked before, or if it's a guest that I'm like, oh, I like this person as a guest. Sure. But if it's uh, if it's something like I've never seen it. 
I'll pro- I probably won't listen to it. Like, you did one two weeks ago with Kara uh, Williams, Angry Monsters or Little, Little Monsters. Little Monsters, yep. I never saw that movie. It didn't appeal to me in any kind of capacity, so I can't lie, Matt. I, I, I'm I'm not faithful to you 100%. Not going to listen, didn't listen sure. to it. But I listened last week with uh, Austin Powers mm-hmm. and uh, Nicole, what's Nicole's last Nicole name? Nicole Melnick? Yeah, yeah, listen to that. She is a uh, fucking lunatic fireball. She is, man. She, she has a lot of energy. A lot of energy, everybody. A lot of energy, and it's very seldom you ever find anyone with a lot of energy that it's all positive energy. And yeah, she, she is very positive. About she is. Everything. I hate so. it. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's. I mean, that's the interesting thing about your podcast is it's consistently different people on. They're all comedians. Like you've never had anyone who wasn't specifically a comedian. We like, have. Well, you had your. Your writer buddy, right? Or nope. do you consider yeah. him like a, a comedian? Oh no, I had uh, a guy who uh, is a writer uh, out of Chicago, who's yeah. a friend of a friend. Yes, I had, uh, which has now become. He's like he's good friends with the whole family now, yeah, which is the greatest. But when uh, that's how I first met him was through my wife's friend. Was, ah. So, uh, but yeah, he was great. Uh, he did our Christmas vacation episode. Yes, we had a friend of both Matt, mine and Mandy, uh, uh-huh. who we knew in high school. Uh, come in because oh we, yeah someone got sick right we, we were in a pinch and we needed somebody to handle Friday Night Lights and uh, no that's a different one was uh, it yeah that's the same scenario kind of uh-huh. uh, but Kyle Burnham was uh, a friend of ours he's a he's a local DJ and and karaoke guy oh, and, all right. uh, so we had him come in to cover a couple of episodes when we were in a pinch and needed someone's help and then most recently when we did um, Varsity Blues uh, we had Joel yes Varsity uh, Blues. Joel, I can't remember his last name. I'm sorry. I can remember his last name. Right. It's Oliver. Joel Oliver. Oliver. But I don't. I remember his real last name. He goes by a different last name. Uh, he's a, he's also a DJ on, on the lamb from the law or something. <laughs> well, you know? he's a he's got a DJ personality sure. that he does on Facebook. So hey, I just right. figured I'll stick with that. Sure. Um, but yeah, we had him come on and do uh, Varsity Blues. So, uh, but generally, as a rule, it's been comedians. It's basically anyone who's got something to plug and some reason. To help us get this out there, the Varsity Blues thing was weird because I legitimately had watched that movie the day before. Nice, yeah. I hadn't seen it for years, and they're like, "Oh, hey, I need some." I'm like, "I fucking watched last night." <laughs> we could have had. But two. by the time I had uh, told you I was available, you had already found this other guy, so yeah. it was not a big deal. But it was just, it was very strange how it turned out like that. So. And it, it's funny because Joel had also he had watched it the week before with his girlfriend. He made her watch it for the first time. Strange. And then, uh, which I feel like we only did that movie because it just came out streaming. Like we. Just saw it and we're like, oh, this is a good one. Maybe we'll cover this one. And uh, people used to tell him he looked like Tweeter uh, when he was in school. Oh, right, yeah. He yeah. he used to play football. The, was that the James Con character? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so it was just another fun little story fun. we could add. So we're like, hell yeah, we'll have you right. on. No, no and he got to plug his DJ stuff. He was doing stuff at the um, New Year's Eve parties in Kalamazoo. And so basically, we'll have anybody on who can who has something. To pitch or plug that yeah. they can help us spread the word on this. Spread thing, the word so. of it. Do you guys? Uh, you do this at your house in Hastings. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a video store in Hastings? Yeah, we have it's a family, like, video. family yeah. video. You guys, this is just me spitballing right now. You guys should almost approach them and go, "Hey, we talk about old movies. Uh, if we get one of your old movies, how about we give this as a prize or something?" Because I'm always like. Fuck yeah, man! I already approached them. Ah, to, is I, it a corporate level? I asked them bullshit? to sponsor. Yes, I was like, "Listen, man, we we get a bunch of our movies from you. Yeah, if they're not streaming, we got to get them somewhere, and you guys always have it. Yeah, like 
is there any way I can talk to some management? I talked to the manager of the store. Right. And he was like, yeah, that's all taken care of through corporate stuff. Fuck There's corporate, no- man. <laughs> God damn it. That, it's just, that's just like a bullshit way for them to put things off. Right. But I almost feel like on a much smaller level like that, they'd be like, oh, yeah, fuck, why not? Sure. Right. Like, if we had like an independently owned video store somewhere, yes. I, would, I wouldn't see a reason why someone wouldn't want to do that. Right. And we could do, because that's what I told him. I was like, all we would want is maybe like a $10 gift card to your to store. To your store, right. Because I was like, then we could give it to the guests because we have been so fortunate to be able to get people to come. To come to your house. Yeah. For nothing. We you have, live relatively inconveniently, though. We do, especially <laughs> from the Lansing area. Right. Like, right. if you're, it's about the same distance from Lansing to Kalamazoo to Grand Rapids to out to Hastings. But the, the drive back from roads. Lansing is right. all garbage back roads. Yeah. We've had people come over from Flint, from the Detroit area, yeah. and we have nothing to offer them other well, than... It's fun! It, that's what it, it's, it's fun! We try to have it be as fun as we can. We give them... My wife and daughter make cookies for all <laughs> yeah, of the guests. very good cookies. We give them cookies, and then we just have little buttons and stickers that we hand out yeah. to all of our guests, and we're like, thanks for doing this, man. We'll hopefully get some people to look at your stuff sure. that we can plug, and then hopefully they'll in turn come and look at ours and that's the idea but yeah so we've been fortunate enough for that but I would love to have somebody be able to give them even even a fucking just a $10 gas card or something that we just didn't have to pull out of pocket every time that we could just be like Thanks for the trip. Here you go. Well, if, we, if there's any listeners of the Elemental Podcast who can help out Mr. Harper over in his podcast, uh, hook him up. Yeah. If we, you're a gas station, video store, something. Right? I'll, I'll produce a commercial for you. Yeah. Too, and I'll play it during the, the podcast. A little we, sponsorship. Yeah. It'll be the greatest of all time. So, yeah, let me know. So, go hook listen to the podcast every Wednesday uh, and where they can find it in any podcasting platform. All the stuff. We host everything on Podbean so that you can get it directly from them right. or uh, iTunes uh, we're on Spotify now right. we would love for you to find it on iTunes and rate it there it seems yes. to make a, more of a difference more huh. people will get uh, wind of it from iTunes right. uh, even if you don't have an iPhone steal I your... listen on CastBox that's steal, what I do steal your friend's iPhone god if, damn if it you don't have one and go find it and, and rate it and, and uh, go from there another episode podcast every Wednesday Matt Harper Mandy Elaine yeah. so uh, uh, Mandy needs to do more comedy shows. Mandy does uh, some comedy occasionally. She's very part timer. Uh, she she says she doesn't do it unless she's asked to do it. For sure. And I always she wanted... was actually last night. She was out of the show, which oh. I did not even. We were on to... the show or watching the show. Yeah, she, she was, was on, on at okay. Presidential Brewing, yeah. and we because uh, we were trying to schedule something for next week. Gotcha. And she's like, "Hold on, guys, I'm out of the show right now. I'll be back in just a second. We were texting. Oh. And uh, yeah, so she was on a show. Because I uh, I always want to tell her, I'm like, it doesn't work like that, Mandy. You got to take the bull by the horns sure. and get on. So oh. so let's talk about your shows. Okay. Let's do that. Because uh, as we mentioned previously, you run two shows. Mm-hmm. You have the show with the Waldorf, which is my brew baby. pub, brewmaster, uh, gastro pub, <laughs> whatever <laughs> fuck it is. And then you have an, the newer one at Reds mm-hmm. in Middleville. So let's uh, let's talk about how all of that came to be with Waldorf more because Reds was just kind of the spinoff. Yep, for sure. Uh, so I started doing uh, trivia. I was a trivia guy what? at the Waldorf. I yeah. don't think I knew that. Yeah, I was. I knew I you did, did karaoke. I didn't know you did trivia. No, I did team trivia right. at the Waldorf, and so I I got in with them and their management. Really took off. They they love it. They still do it now. In fact, yeah. I I let it go and and moved it on to some other host, and uh, it's still one of their biggest draws. Yeah, and, everybody loves trivia. Uh, so I started doing that, and then I got involved in stand up and just was doing open mics, and I talked to them about doing an open mic. 
whether or not they'd be receptive of it. And I was like, can we just do it on like an off night? We'll do it on yeah. like a Monday. Yeah. And they were super into it. They were giving like half off appetizers to the comics. They were trying and free drinks to the comics. They sure. were really being accommodating. And I was like, this is great. This is everything that a venue should be. Right. But none of the audience was showing up. Like yeah. we'd have a bunch of comics that would, you know, ask me every month, can I get on the show? And so we'd have a long list of comics ready to do it, but then there was just nobody. We'd have maybe five yeah. or six locals that would show up on the sh- you know, at the shows on a Monday night. And we were getting ready to just shoot it in the head and call it good. We were right. just going to end it all. And um, But then we had the idea, wait a minute, why don't we do a paid show? Why don't we just try one time? We'll do a headliner show. Uh, we'll do it upstairs in the ballroom. They have This place has the luxury of having a separated space from yes. the main bar. It's nice. Yeah, which is great for anything to do with comedy performing. You want to make sure you can get it as far away from the regulars and as far away from the bars yes. as you can. Uh, so they have the separated space up on the top floor, and we scheduled the show. We planned on there being about maybe 50 people showing up. We're like, if we can get any more than 50 people in this room, we're golden. We're, we're good to go. We're, yeah. we're, we're making money at that point. And we got Bill Bouchard out of uh, Detroit mm-hmm. to do the first show, and then you were on the first show as the yeah. feature at yes. the time, which was, I think, six years ago now. Wow, maybe that long ago, ago. It's huh? been five or six years wow. that we've been doing that. And... Um, Planned for like 50 people to show up. We sold it out. We ended up having about 75 people show up. So we had to have, we moved in chairs and tables and nobody knew what the hell they were doing. I didn't really know how to host a show. I didn't know, like the wait staff didn't understand how to do what they needed to do. They were, you know, talking out loud during the show. You need a beer? Right, yeah. It was really (laughs) like that. And we got so crowded in there. That the wait staff just said, fuck it, we're not even going to go to the tables. You're just going to have to come up to the bar no. to order drinks. Right. And, of course, Bill is not afraid to talk to everyone. Oh, yeah. Anytime Bill or anytime someone stood up to go get drinks, Bill's like, hey, man, you want to take a shit? Like, right from right. stage, he doesn't care. What yes. That so people were afraid to go get drinks. Because ah, Bill's going to right. say shit. And so you could see one brave person from each table would all of a sudden get up, and they'd go and they'd come back with, like, seven beers. Right. Because one, they, they just make one person be the wait staff. I don't want to get picked up. Right. You go. Yep, that was a lot uh, of what it was. So hilarious. Uh, after that, we realized kind of how to, to set things a little further apart, get some space in between, uh, and make it more uh, feasible for the wait staff to work it. And then uh, everything just sort of took off from there. Once we got, once we learned how to do a show, uh, it's been nothing but sellout shows. Pretty Sell much. Up. Now, now you're bragging, you're right? Bragging yeah, and yourself. I, I mean, it's not for my. I mean, it's not for what I've done other than just cultivating quality shows. But the sure. the the venue has been on top of it since the beginning. They they will push the show. They'll they'll make sure that everyone's aware of it. They put out the standees, the posters, the right. wait staff is on top of everything. They'll recommend it to their guests. If you're making money, I wouldn't understand why any venue wouldn't be like, fuck, this is a great idea. And that's And so me, this was my first delve into that process and realizing that not everyone treats them that way, it, it blows my mind. Like sure. I, I don't understand why every venue doesn't treat these shows the way that this one does. And wants it to be as successful as I do. Right. Because when they make money, I make money, the comics make money, people Everybody's come back, happy. it's great. Yes. And I'd like to think that of all the shows that you've done, the crowd has a great time. For like sure. You haven't uh, had any stinkers. 
and you, you have some good shows, and it's a quality price tickets are what, like 10 bucks? 10 bucks, yep. So, yeah, you're having guys come and do quality shows. The occurrence of your show is quarterly, every other month? Every two months. Yep. Every two months. Yep. Do you do it in the summer as well? We have been. Okay. Yeah, when we, the first couple of years, we, uh, held things off. We would do like every three or four months during the summer months. Yeah. And then we would... Summer's uh, tough in Michigan, yeah. everybody. Everybody wants to be outside. But, but at this point, though, we have... Uh, we've pushed through the last maybe two years. We've done straight through the year. So we're doing, what, six shows? Six... Yeah, six shows a year uh, out there. And they're all consistently selling out. And it doesn't matter... It doesn't seem to matter what time of year it is. Right. Uh, people just find a reason to come out. And it's I fun. think it's because we're doing it as sporadically as we are. If we did it monthly, I don't think we'd get as many right. people. You need to make it an event yep. for people. Yep. This is a special people thing. Get, it's a good time. Here's another option for you. For sure. People get babysitters. They make us a night out. Man. Right. They, they plan ahead it's for great. it. They ask us, you know, the night of the current show, they'll ask us when's the next one. When, let, yep. let, let's plan ahead plan for this. Ahead. And, and the thing with your show, too, that, that I'm aware of as a comedian, even though Hastings is relatively close to Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. it's like... 35, 45 minutes away. So not incredibly far away. Those people who live in Hastings are not coming to Grand Rapids mm-hmm. for a show. They just are not. Absolutely. And I'm aware of it. I am aware of it. Mm-hmm. So it's these people, they, they appreciate, holy fuck, you came to Hastings sure. to do a show? That's phenomenal. And we had to, and we could tell that because we had to teach them how to be a comedy audience, even. Right. Like they were not aware of how to do things. And we had to show them, you know, we do the red card method where you, if you, your table wants something, you just hold up a red card so you don't have to oh, talk yeah. to the wait staff. You don't have, and the wait staff is aware of that and they don't have That's to. That's a cool system. Right. And it, it helps to keep the noise level down because it's very, as big of a room it is, as it is, everything's real close to the stage. It's right. very intimate up close. So we try to keep distractions down to a minimum, but we had to teach these people how to be a comedy show because they'd never done shit like this before. There yeah. was no way for them to even understand. The, but the most they'd ever seen was the local bar and have a band show up, right? And shit was getting rowdy, and they don't, you know, this is the opposite. Can't have rowdy comedy, baby. Right. And so now I would say probably 60, 70% of our ticket buyers are return guests. That's that, awesome. And we've cultivated not only a decent show, but the audience that knows what they're in for. And the fact that it's away from the main bar, and if you're in that room, you're there for comedy. You're there for comedy. It's right. amazing. No other reason to be there. Right. So your next show is coming up pretty quick, right? Yes, it is on the 25th of January, I believe. Okay. So like a week away. Saturday. It's coming Saturday. up this Saturday. Yes. Right? So, yeah, not even quite DJ Dangler? DJ Dangler and old Joshy Ortega. What? Josh Ortega? That's right. Holy shit. Everybody loves Josh Ortega. I'm pretty excited about so that. So I'm going to sure. tell everybody listening right now, you probably have no fucking clue who DJ Dangler is. <laughs> you probably have no fucking clue who Josh Ortega is. I do, because I've been involved in comedy 16 years now. And I will tell you, which is almost twice as, or we've known each other for almost twice as long as that. Well, yeah, it's amazing, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I uh, DJ Dangler is great. He's great. He's going to come in. He's going to do a bang up job. He's yeah. from. He lives in Indiana. I know he was uh, in Indianapolis, but I think maybe he kind of lives like northern Indiana now. I, I, sometimes I'm not really sure what the fuck's going on sure. with DJ. But uh, super funny dude, and Josh Ortega lives right here in uh, Grand Rapido, uh-huh. and uh, dirty as fuck, Who so does, if, if he, you like a little dirty, it's good. He does not do comedy nearly as often as he should. He should do it more, but he, I'll, I'll say it, he's a smarter human being than the rest of yeah. us. 
because he realized, I think, relatively quickly that he did not want to pursue the dream. For sure. Of He's like, this is fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to make a lot of money and I'm traveling to do dumb shit. Why would I want to do it? But that's not to say that he's not funny. He's incredibly yeah. funny. He just has made other life choices of like, uh, I like making money and drinking. For so, sure. And it's good for him. Yeah. And golf. Huge golfer. Well, we had him on the podcast, and he did Happy Gilmore. Ah, uh, <laughs> that fits. Because that's of the golf thing. We sure. To, that was another one that we specially catered to uh, sure. to the guest. So. Now, I only assume, you tell me if I'm wrong, uh, Reds is in uh, Middleville, which is like a town or two over. It's yep. what, maybe not even a half hour away, oh, like not, 15 yeah. minutes probably away. 15, probably 15, yep. So I assume that Reds got uh, got the word, they heard the word, that holy shit, stuff is killing over at the Waldorf. Yep. Let's get a show in here uh, for us. Let's see what we can do. Well, uh, to, be, no. to be fair, uh, I also did... <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to, to be fair. To be fair. I also did trivia at Reds. What? Come on, man. You were the trivia uh, king right. down in uh, mid-Michigan. I was unaware of this. So I, God, that was awful, too. Was it? Trivia. It was bad? It was one of the worst experiences. The bar is so, a little more rowdy. When, not even just there, just the fact, there's the idea of doing, of hosting trivia. Oh. When I started hosting trivia, it was because we needed extra money. Yeah. So I would just, I was willing to do it. I right. was like, we need this to get by, so I'll just start doing it. Then it started getting fun. And I was like, this is really great. It gives me ways to interact with the audience. I was starting right. to do stand-up at that point. Right, so I was right. kind of just sort of spitballed into riffing, riffing you, stuff baby. and hosting things and just getting people engaged. Then it started to be fun. And then it stopped being fun. And I don't really know oh, what caused it huh. other than... Was we, it just too much work? It was a lot of work. Uh-huh. We were, I was doing two shows at that point. Uh-huh. Uh, I was having to fuck with getting like the the two sets of questions for each night that I was doing it and then working with the corporate level people at the, the trivia company trying to get everything squared away with that uh, and then getting into the, like the winter months of stuff and traveling that far to do like the one out in Middleville for what little bit of money I was making for it uh, and then people were just like cheating all the, like cell phones ah oh, fuckers just, people would be sitting up at the bar and they're literally their crotch they're, was glowing they're giving signals and shit they're getting all the answers <laughs> right and Bill's crotch is glowing. And I'm like, sir, you're clearly on your phone. It's it's glowing up at you from sir, under the sir, bar. Sir, you're having nuclear meltdown in your crotch. And I was like, this is a this is a game. Like this is for it's the honor system. Yeah, bitch. this is fun and game. And yeah. you're up here cheating out of. You want a forty dollar gift certificate? Like, what are you Fuck doing off. with your life yeah. where you want to win that badly? Right. So uh, it just got to be less and less fun for me. So I, I gave up on that. I in fact. I had a Joe Williams, a comic from also from Hastings, yeah. the comedy mecca. That comedy mecca. Uh, he took over for a couple of weeks for me too until they got their like main guy gotcha. uh, to replace. But so I was doing comedy at Reds and talked to them about it and was like, uh, "Let's do comedy here." I have I invited them out to do to the show at the Waldorf. I was like, "Hey, come out and watch this show. This is what I can offer. This is what we have to do out there." We did a couple of shows out there. Uh, this was probably three years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did the first show; it sold out completely. Yeah. Again, I had Bill come out to do the first. Hey, show. Hey, Bill! You gotta have Bill on every like, show. Yeah, now. I was like, first show. Bill's the show. fucking guy. Uh, it was great. Sold out. Everything was awesome. The second show, uh, we had Brian Aldridge and Adam Deggy. Right. Oh, that's a great line. It was it was a super great lineup? Yeah. I was very excited to have them out. Uh, and I think six people showed up ah. for that show. Uh, it got to the point where we were like the the bar was like, do we still have to pay these guys? Oh, so, that's the worst. I, but I was like, calm down. I was like, yes, you do. Right. Absolutely, you do. They made it out here to do this. It's not their fault. 
Uh, and so we sort of paced ourselves a little bit, and they uh, like reapproached me after a couple of years. I was like, let's gotcha. let's call it good for now until you guys are kind of aware of how this whole comedy thing works. Right. And then they came to me. Some local dude from Middleville was like, I need to be on stage. I want to do comedy. Oh. Let's do comedy. And so the bar approached me and was like, hey, we did this once before. Let's try it again. This guy's convinced he can fill the room. Brand new guy. you know. Right, right. And he's like, let's see what happens. So we started it then. It was another successful night. Right. And we've just kind of snowballed it from there. There so you go. As long as it keeps getting more and more people involved. Well, let, let me ask you this, because now you're a, you're a, a comedian as well as a booker mm-hmm. now. Uh, you're booking two rooms. The one is very successful. The other one is growing very nicely. Yes. Um, for any comedians, uh, wannabe comedians, uh, when you're approaching a booker, like how would you want someone to approach you? Because <laughs> uh, I'm throwing it out there, man. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of fucking dickheads. Well, technically, I have never... I, I don't... I only book my shows by, uh, by invitation. Okay. I've never once posted like out on any venues or oh. or Facebook sites or, you know, or whatever. anything on Facebook or anything that's like I need these people to come in. Uh, so technically, I only ever do anything via invitation. Gotcha. I will on occasion get people. I mean, people have heard about the show. Just comics will talk and about shows they've done, and hopefully, it's good reputation that's gotten the word out. But I'll get people who approach me on occasion that'll just say like, "Hey." I'd like to do your show. Please let me know what's going on. Right. Uh, I have a tendency, the tendency to be one of the bookers that that is, will sort of ignore that sure. initially when it first comes out, unless I know you and I or I can get someone to vouch for you. Right. It's tough for me so to. You're one of the guys who you would rec. Uh, you would take a recommendation more mm-hmm. from like if I were to go, hey, because I was the one who said, hey, DJ Dangle. Yeah, for sure. So you were like, oh, Stu knows what he's talking about. I'll and listen I, to Stu, and here I we go. I've worked with DJ in the past, but I just it's one of the... He, he's so far away. Right. And I'm just not sure what anyone's willing to dra- uh, travel right. for anymore. And so that's what you need to be aware of, yeah. too. When I mention it to guys, I'm like, I'm going to pick people from Detroit, Chicago, the Grand Rapids area. Maybe, like, I knew DJ was down in Indiana, but he yeah. comes up to Michigan yep. a shit ton. So I'm like, all right, these are the guys. I'm not going to ask someone from... Milwaukee, Minneapolis, yeah, and, not, unless yeah. they're kind of coming through, it doesn't fucking make sense. Yeah, I'm not so. pulling in guys from like Arizona to come out and right, do some right, jokes. Right, it's right. just not going to make sense for them. Uh, so I try to keep them either recommendation-based or just people I've seen. I try to go out and watch shows, especially for like the feature spots, the opener spots, right. things like that. I try to consume more comedy now as a booker than I ever did before. As you have to, and comic. you have to look at it from a different perspective. Yes, yep. Whether or not, it's basically consistency. That's what I look for the most, is do I know what I'm going to get from you when I book you? Right. If if I'm if you're a weirdo fucking fireball that could say anything they want at any given time, I'm less likely to pick somebody like that. Sure. Because I want to you know, know exactly what I'm offering to these people, and I want to know that you'll fit in, and yep. I want to know what to expect. Because if I get somebody who's flighty and weird about stuff and just randomly talks, you know, just pushing buttons or, or pushing the envelope on right. just different... That's not what I want. I want to be safe. I want to be sure, funny, I hear funny on top of everything. Funny and then safe. And then... There are probably a lot of guys out there that you personally like mm-hmm. that you're like, fuck no, I Which can't have this on my stage. For sure, yeah. That would not fit. <laughs> and that always kind of sucks, but there you go. And then there's probably guys like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, absolutely. But then you're like, oh, this guy would probably do well in the room. So yeah. it's, well, it's it, unfortunate, but that's cavity, baby. Right, cavity. And what I, have te- what I tend to do is I tend to book a show that I would want to see. Yes. If, if I want to see it, 
it's pretty safe in the room that we're in. Right. And that's kind of how I, I run things. Um, I have gone to people who have, have approached me, but it's usually uh, few and far between, and it's people that I've either heard of or seen of. Um, yeah, when people just get real aggressive with it, they're mm. like, book me on your show, man. I'm the greatest right. of all time. Here's all of my shit. Block. I'm just like, all right, man, calm down. We'll, right. get to, we'll get to you eventually. And I pull out the bullshit of like, listen, we've got tons of people who want to get on the show. You're on the list. I'll get to yes. you when I get to you. Yeah, and that's kind of what like you that. need to do. That's what uh, I hear from a lot of bookers when I'm trying to get you. So sure. like, listen, we got a lot of guys. You're on the list. And then, uh, and there you go. So this is what I'm going to suggest to any of the comedians who might be listening to this podcast. If you want to get on Matt Harper's show, what you need to do is you need to suck my dick, and then I will recommend you to <laughs> Matt right. Harper. So I have there on we go. A, on a number of occasions have <laughs> have contacted Stu and said, "Hey, I have run out of people in this area that I'm comfortable with using. Uh, who has most recently sucked your dick?" <laughs> And then that's where I go from. So. Who's good at sucking cock? Right. Let me know. So it's always, the shows are always good, man. So go and check out the shows this Saturday, the 25th, right? The 25th, yeah. DJ Dangler, Josh Ortega. If you're into, uh, if you want to do the show and I don't know you, come out to the show or ask to be on yeah. my podcast. Like, Suck Stu's cock. Or, or just, yeah, if you ask to be on my podcast, I meet you and you're a cool person, then we can go from there. But And the podcast is fun. Yeah, yep. So uh, do that sort of stuff. That's the way to get on there. Uh, I'll fucking use that podcast as a bargaining chip for for anything. I don't care. I just need more people to get involved. So, last thing uh, is probably I wouldn't say it's the most interesting thing, but it's definitely a weird thing. Okay, you are now booking a not not even a quarterly kind of show because I don't know the last one that you've done, but you're booking this thing. Uh, you're I would call it jokey yokey, but you're calling it karajoki. I okay, so yes, I came up okay. with the name karajoki and uh-huh. I marketed it as such. Yes, and then about a week later, I was like, fuck, I really missed the boat. On Jokey Yoki. Ah! Jokey Yoki makes so much more sense. <laughs> it looks way cleaner. Like, people understand it right off the bat. If you post something that's called Kara Jokey, right. you're like, who's Kara? Why is she joking? Like, what's the. <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's called Kara Jokey. Uh, it was a dumb idea I had and started it a long time ago. Yeah. We've done, hell, I think we've this will be like the sixth one we've done so All right. far. So it's not often that we do them over yeah. the span of, you know, probably three or four years we've been doing them. Uh, so basically what happens is I get a list of comics. Again, this is all by uh, invitation. I find people who I think would be interesting to watch do this. Uh, you go up and do five minutes of your own jokes, whatever you want to do. It's a five-minute set. And then at the end of that set, you have to sing a song, uh, karaoke style, that was picked by, that, that's been selected by your Facebook friends. Yes. So the process works. Uh, you give me a song. So Stu gave me a song. He I'm on the sing. next show. Yes, you are on the next show, and it's going to be the greatest of all time. You've done it once before. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, so you give me a song, and then I will pick two garbage songs, just random weird songs, and then they all, they all three will go on the poster, and then you post the poster to your social media, yep. and then let them decide. Yep. Most people who get involved with this think, well, my friends will clearly pick my favorite song. Oh, right. They'll Wrong. make it way easy for me, and it'll be great. Where in reality, your friends are assholes. Almost everyone's oh, yeah. All of them. everyone's Facebook friends are the worst people they've ever met. <laughs> and they want you to sing trash songs. So uh, it's fun. It's more fun that way. If, if you got to sing the song you wanted to sing, it turns into a talent show. Right. And nobody wants to see a talent show. They want to see someone go up train and wreck. sing a train wreck, a non... 
not not even close to their wheelhouse. They want to see you know white guys rapping. They want to see <laughs> God. That would be the worst. They want to see ladies, uh, men doing female songs, or or you know vice versa. They want to see something stupid or out of the ordinary. And that's generally what Facebook friends will provide. That's, oh, yeah. that's the route that it is. The worst. The worst of all time. Uh, currently, I think I have to... I'm on this next one, too. Generally, I just host them. But for this one, I was like, we're doing it at a new venue. Yes. I want to be... I was going to say, like, uh, I, when you approached me originally about it, normally it's been done at Louis yep. in Kalamazoo, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic venue. I like it a whole lot. But it wasn't until I saw the poster. Oh, shit. I was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I was going to go to Louis. I was like, hey, where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> Yeah, you assholes over at the Shakespeare. So like, same, oh, damn. At least it's the same town. So you yes. would have been too far away. It would have been like five minutes away. Right. Langley, not too far away. But so, yeah. yeah. And you're charging of... money, man. You think you're making money off this well, shit? Well, that's what they... I, I, Bob has been doing some new stuff out there. Bob Fredericks yeah. runs uh, some of the booking from uh, Shakespeare's along with Charlie, uh, with Chuck, who does a lot of their booking. Yes. And they were just looking for new ideas, just different stuff they hadn't done before, some themed shows they want to try. And I just pitched it to him. I was like, hey, we've done it at Louis. Right. It's been fun. People seem to come out. Bob was like, "We're gonna try to make you guys some money. We're gonna do it pretty low. T- it's five dollar ticket prices." Yeah, I was. So I told everyone involved, "I'm like, listen, you, this is kind of kind of just be for fun. You might get some yeah. cash. You might get some gas money, but, but if you're trying to get paid for doing a five minute oh, set, fuck off, then you're doing it wrong. Like right. this is not yes, the show for you. Right. If I was, you know, if I was gonna have somebody come out and do forty five minutes, clearly I'm gonna pay him some money. Yes, but this is a basically an open goofy mic with a dumb twist. Right." And uh, so we'll pay some people whatever we can. Basically, we're splitting the pot between all the comics, right. and we'll see what happens. That's um, great. But we're doing karaoke before the show and after the show. There you go. Uh, to get people to come out for that stuff, too. I know I have at least one person coming. Nice. I have one person who lives in Kalamazoo. Well, you'll get your $5. I will get my $5. Because <laughs> she always asks, when are you coming? And then I tell her, and then she never comes. <laughs> and then I said, listen. I gave her a month notice. Yeah. I said, listen, this is when the show is. Uh, I'm not doing a whole lot of shows anymore. If you want to see me, come to the shit. And she's like, all right, I'm coming. It's in my calendar. I'm like, all right, there you go. So that's good. And uh, also, everything I do pretty much has to have a stupid gimmick to it. Sure. So that's what this Jesus. one is for me. And uh, But the whole point of this was like viral marketing. I thought if the comic has to share this post and then get people to vote on it, more eyes will get on this poster. Yeah, yeah. And then their friends will be like, oh, shit. Bill's got to sing this dumb song. I'm yeah. going to share it too. Yes. And then they get more votes from them sharing yeah. it. Have you found that to happen? It's it's definitely getting more engagement than just your standard poster will get, which is my point. Like the whole right. idea is to get more eyes on the poster yes. and get more people in. They're sort of invested. If they get, like one of their friends is like, everybody vote for this one. Everybody vote for number two because it's going to be a fucking train wreck. Yeah. And now they want to go and see what they've created. See the train wreck. Right. Like this time around, we had the last one we did some like Facebook Live stuff holy shit and now this time around i'm not doing it okay like if you want to see thank this you. happen thank you for not doing <laughs> right it. if you want to see this happen you got to be in the room right right and so hopefully people will want to see the results of what they've caused the votes they've done and they'll come out to the show so that's the whole idea is to get Beauty. more people in the room so. i think right now i am going to end up singing huey lewis that's, which is power of love which you talked about huey lewis the only reason i picked that was uh-huh. one of your podcast episodes you had spoken about huey lewis was like going deaf or something yeah yeah yeah. he and, lost his hearing yeah and you're like i fucking up. love huey lewis i know i love so, huey so i was like all right well let's see if sure. you really let's see if you really i don't know news. if i can sing the song or not but i will uh, uh i will do my best huey, everyone huey, huey can lewis. sing the power of love and yeah i figured yeah. also that was a tie-in for your uh Back your, to the Future. Your episode with us for yeah. Back to the Future. So. Yeah, I did uh, Groundhog Day, Clerks, Back to the Future. 
you guest hosted. Guest hosted on, on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because yep. Mandy was out sick that day. Was that all and that was done? it. You've yeah, done just the four. four? Okay. Because I thought I had done five. I I will tell people I've done five. I feel like. But I can... haven't done five. Okay. And then you were, you did briefly show up on the Groundhog Day episode last year when we did that spoof episode. Because we, oh. we, on actual Groundhog, which I'm doing again. This Come week, on. Uh, we uh, we just call we pretended to call everyone and be like hey you want to do the groundhog oh, episode again right. and so you're just no. like fuck off man this fucking sucks so, <laughs> so we did that little montage of yes. responses from our original four guests so have uh so let's say like ten years ago you were not doing comedy correct right. ten yeah. years ago so ten years ago would you have thought you would have been doing comedy hosting comedy putting on these kind of shows even doing a podcast i mean i know 10 years ago podcasts weren't the, this <laughs> weren't big the thing, thing really yeah but uh, so when i was in high school i was in theater yeah and nerd yeah right and then i was in improv at right at the end of high school super nerd and then shortly out of high school i did improv as well uh-huh. uh and i thought we would just stick with that I, yeah. we were really it was a lot of fun we had a, a group of good friends that were all involved in it we were starting to like get to the point where we were renting out theaters and charging wow. and and then just one of our core people quit and it just kind of fell crumbled everything was like mm. fuck it and uh you know people were like well if he's not going to do it i'm not going to do it and then right. everyone was just like well oh, they're that's not a in. bummer so that happened and then in the mix through all of that i was in uh, a band i was playing god music. damn dude dude i was doing all kinds of dumb shit and then um so i was doing that for a little while and then that fell apart too and so there was a window of about, I don't know, maybe like almost 10 years or so where I just wasn't doing any of it. Like mm. none of that was happening. I wasn't in the band anymore. That's awful, man. Because this is a creative outlet that clearly sure. that you enjoyed and you liked and yeah. you're doing all the shit. And then to stop, it's kind of sad. Yep, yep. And uh, I, I always toyed about getting back involved with it. I even on a, a few uh, like Craigslist posts a couple, probably 15 years ago, I was like, hey, does anybody want to do improv? If you're near Hastings, like let's come out and do it's like, comedy, Mecca. comedy, right? Yeah, like let's start something, and that just never happened. People sure. were sort of vaguely interested, and it just never panned out. And then one day we were at Shakespeare's, and um, my wife and I were there for our anniversary. My wife, my wife, and we were having uh, <laughs> our anniversary dinner at Shakespeare's, and we saw a little standy on the table that was like, "Hey, there's comedy downstairs." Oh. And we're like, fuck it, let's go downstairs. We just ate dinner. We'll go downstairs and see what's happening. And I knew that the guy who, uh, Jordan Francisco, was hosting it yeah. at that point. Uh, and I knew him from school. I went to school with him, too. What? Yeah. You did? I did, yeah. I went to wow, high school. Wow, we got with... something to talk about later. <laughs> I went to high school with Jordan. And um, so I went down to watch the show, was talking to my wife, and I was like, this is awful. Like, it's an mm. open mic. Yes, yeah. It it's going to be awful. awful. Like, right. there were a few standouts that I still remember to this day, but generally the show was trash and it always not i shouldn't say that comedy's great go watch live comedy it's the greatest <laughs> of all time but like but open mics can be brutal yeah some of them are rough others are standouts and you can tell there's something there right uh but for me i was talking i was just tough talking i was bullshit right, with my right. wife i was like i could do better than this yeah i'll just fucking walk up there right now Here come on and jordan wife, give me the mic my wife was like well then do it and i was oh, like oh no shit. So oh damn i went up and talked and bob was involved too so bob was there uh, Bob Fredericks and I went up to him and was like how do I get on this show like what do I have to do to make comedy happen and he's like come back in two weeks because they were doing the show every two, uh, every other Thursday uh-huh. at that time he's like come back in two weeks we'll put you on stage and you'll go from there we'll see what happens great so there, I, and there you go yeah and that's kind of how it went I did I told no one 
I, I didn't tell yeah, a ball, single you're soul. smart. You're smart. I it was probably six months in before I told anybody smart. that I was doing comedy. Much better that way. And uh, so I uh, told nobody. Got there, did the show. It went surprisingly well uh, for not having ha- having ever done it before, and mm. it just stuck. And I continued to do it for awesome, there, so. man. Do you uh, ever see yourself like this is what I'm going to do? Yeah, probably not. Okay, I, I could. I and I like I like that man. Yeah. I like that you're like I like this. I can be. I wouldn't call you a hobbyist. That's a word. And when people say when they describe a comedian as a hobbyist, it's a it's an insult. Mm. It's an insult that sure. I don't really fucking like. Like I would never. I would never call someone a hobbyist because it's either like, do you want to pursue this for a living? Fucking great. Or do you just want to be a guy who like I'm going to do whatever I can, but I'm still going to have a fucking other way of making a living. Sure. Yeah. I'm like that's fucking great too. Well, all so right now, I'm I'm pretty confident being a middle act. Like that's it. That's all I'm ever sure. gonna have plans. It's not like I plan on going and like headlining a theater or anything somewhere. Yes, I'm. I want to be a consistent middle act that people can rely on if they need somebody in a pinch or they're just like call this guy. I don't really tend to book a ton of stuff in advance, but if right. someone needs somebody, I'm out there. You're there. To go. I have now recently started like emailing bookers and just being Great. like, hey, I'm here. Let me know if you need anything. Uh, I've got. You need to do it, man. Yeah, but nothing too aggressive. Um, and yeah, just kind of go from there and see what happens. I uh, just, I, I feel like just last year, I finally made more money doing comedy than I spent doing comedy. Hey, all right, which is crazy. I'm in the black, man. Right, like, but I mean, clearly, the the five years prior, I'm still oh, way, I'm way wicked, in the, wicked in the red, way baby. in the red. But just last Fucking year, bleeding, uh, which basically stems from just doing less open mics and trying to work on longer sets. Just good. doing good, 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 doing longer sets and That's just. Great. Sort of treating it more as a product, <laughs> like just doing it. like there's more to offer than just going to open mics and stuff, uh, which also lends itself to not writing as much. So I need to do that more too. But you know, what would you advise for new guys listening, new guys wanting to get into it? Because your path has been a little different than mm-hmm. mine. So what would you say to a new guy? Like, hey, you know, you're uh, Bob Fredericks, and I'm coming up to you and going, hey man, how do I get on your open mic? I mean. I think the advice for everyone starting out is just the same. It's just get out and do it. It's sure. do more right. do more shows than you think you should. Like spend more money than you want. You're to. gonna lose money, everybody. Sure. You will lose money, money, money. Yeah, and not just we're not talking gas. We're also talking tipping the wait staff yes. and being a successful open micer. Being Don't a, be a cock. Right. Cock, cock. <laughs> You're just yelling into the void now. <laughs> no one that will hear this. No one who needs to hear this will hear this. Yes, sure. yes. Um, I know who needs to hear this, <laughs> and they're not listening. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so just make sure that you're not a burden on the system. You're not causing too much trouble. Yep. If you cause more trouble than you're worth, you're going to get pushed out of it. No one wants to deal with right. you, man. You don't uh, want to deal with dicks. Don't be a dick. And then just sort of gracefully float away. If, you, if you're done with this thing, just kind of. And another wrong with that. Yeah, right. And know when there's when it's time to do that. I guess is the thing. And uh, yeah. So otherwise, it's just uh, you know have fun. Have I guess fun. try to have fun. But yeah, know that you're going to. This is a stupid investment. It yep. is a hobby at first, but then it sort of becomes a hobby that pays for itself. Yeah, and that's hopefully. I mean, that's the end goal. Yeah, that's where you make at. some cash. There you go. Sure. And then uh, people in, later on, at the beginning, you have no, basically you have no worth, but eventually know your worth. Like no, you get to the right. point where 
you're willing to say no. You're not going to drive to Detroit twice in a week for 50 bucks to host sure. a show. Like, it's just not. You something. outgrow that after yeah, a while. But, so. I mean, in the beginning, you're going to have to be willing to do that, I think. Like, right. that's just the sad fact of it is you're going to have to be hungry to get anywhere other than, you know, open mic legend or the greatest of all time and at the bar, that your, your local bar or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... I uh, it's weird because uh, over the years I've I've recently been offered gigs uh, that uh, years ago I would have killed to do mm-hmm. and now I'm like fuck you I have zero interest in doing this so it's just kind of sad it's sad to me yeah. it's sad to me yeah. that I've kind of lost a lot I of that. got involved with you and take like you would you take me out on the road with you yes but it was at sort of this tail end of things like it sure. was like I could tell some of the gigs that I did with you you were just like. <laughs> done before we even got there you're just like fuck this fuck the whole thing just right. to travel out here is sucks the travel's fun that was the yes. best part for yes for all of it is is the going to iowa that yes. time oh my Fucking god Christ. We, sh- we should have never gone to iowa nope. there's no reason that we went nope it you lost more money probably in that show and like that was a show where i did not expect to get paid they did pay me something nice. and i just gave it to you i was like <laughs> i am so sorry we did this <laughs> Whatever, you know, stories, man. We got stories. Oh, for sure. We got stories. Um, So, yeah, it was, uh, I remember that was the first time you did, or one of the first times you did the skydiving. Yes. And that lady in the crowd got upset for the... Because they do a Me Too Too. moment in it. And she's like, ah, you can't do a Me Too moment. Yeah, they were not having that. But, yeah, it's it's so funny because I've seen that bit crush. Every other time, it's yeah. that one crazy bitch that was that had a real problem with yeah. it that, that yeah. made it be that got real awkward. So she's clearly not. You. Thank you. She's clearly not paying attention to the joke. Right. If you're paying but, well, attention like, to the joke. Oh, Stu's on my side. I feel like with me, if that had happened to me, I would have just been like, "Well, I'm never telling that joke again." Ah. But you had the wherewithal to be like, "You know what? It was that bitch's problem. She had a real issue with this, and I'm just going to keep doing this and okay. see what happens." Right. And it's been. Which is great because it's like a chunk of time. Like it's a long... It's 10, 12 minutes. Yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah, long a bit. Good so. Uh, so that's it, man. All right. We've, hour 15 we're Holy right shit. now. Yeah. If I can well, this is a short one for me. <laughs> yes, yes. That podcast go like an hour and a half. I try to keep it an hour 15 or so. For sure. Uh, is there anything else that you do want to cover quickly? No, I don't think so. I mean, just... So, uh, social media then for everybody. Oh, uh, it's uh, Matt Harper Jokes on the Twitter, I think. Uh, Funny Matty on Instagram. It's, none of it's the same. Like, Which the, is a bummer. Can I, you change it? Can I probably you change could. change one or the other? I probably Make could. I don't think consistent. Technically, just don't go to Twitter. I don't use Twitter for anything. Ah, uh, I love the Twitter. Yeah, I uh, I post things occasionally on Instagram, mostly for the podcast. Right. Mo- the podcast has its own page. Though. Yes. So what's that Another on episode podcast. That's okay. all real simple stuff. Another episode podcast on Instagram. Uh, it's another app pod, another E P P O D on yeah, Twitter great. because they wouldn't let me do the long yeah, full it's name. Too many characters, uh, whatever. And then yeah, just go find us on the Facebooks or listen to the podcast. That's the, that's why I'm here. Yeah. I need you to listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. Uh, go to the Waldorf show this Saturday yeah, coming up. Uh, DJ Dangler. Uh, the next one will be in two months. I do you have the date. Uh, no, not, not yet. yet. Okay. I do have the date. Somewhere. Talk to me, suck my dick, and then maybe you can headline <laughs> that show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with feature and see what happens. All right. And then, uh, <laughs> then we got the show at uh, Shakespeare's in Kalamazoo this coming Thursday. The Karajoki. Uh, I'll probably be singing Huey Lewis. I want to do some new material. Hopefully, it turns out For okay. Sure. Yeah. And then I will probably be singing. Uh, I think mine right now is fucking. 
EMF. Unbelievable. Oh, it's a great song. Oh, it's I love awful. it. No, it's a great song. <laughs> so it's unbelievable. Yes, oh. that part is great. <laughs> but there's yeah, the whole middle section that nobody knows just the words. Pure nonsense. Yes. And I'm going to have to stumble through all of sure. that. So very good. Yeah. So come out to those shows, do those things, and then just yeah, be cool. Okay. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening to the bonus hey. elemental podcast. When is this? Is this coming out? It's coming out today. Today. Man. Hey. I don't fucking edit. I don't do a goddamn <laughs> thing. This thing's going to be uh, up on the interwebs before you get home. All right. So, uh, so that's it. Everybody, go uh, like our shit. You pro- if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. You already on the do. Twitter and the uh, facial book. And then, uh, you know, listen to this podcast. We're probably not everywhere. We're CastBox, man. <laughs> We're ca- if you can't find, if well, you don't have CastBox, I guess you're not listening. I listen to you on iTunes. Oh, so, do you really? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Graham put me on iTunes somehow. I nice. don't know. I was like, I don't know how to fucking do this. And he did something super easy. And I'm like, ah, fuck. All right. All right. And I, I know you said you don't edit anything, but if you no. could go out and edit any of the stuff we talked about about trivia, that would be. Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> nope. I'm going to edit uh, edit that out and put in uh, Suck Stew's Dick yeah, a lot for sure. more. About yeah. eight times. <laughs> I was working along doing uh, Sucking Stew's Dick. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, tomorrow's another freebie. So I'll listen to that. And then I don't know what I'm doing on Thursday because i got to go to your show. So that's going to yeah. affect my uh, podcast. Just but I'll figure it out. Bring the recorder. We'll just, just make it happen. We can do that too. So All right. Get guys. some guys in the green room. We'll all talk about something. Yeah, we so. could. That would be weird. Yeah. I haven't done one of those in a while. Get, we haven't done a drunk one in forever. <laughs> I... I will do. That's what I'll do this year. What? That's going to be a, a new one. For, I'm going to either do a drunk podcast. Oh shit! Or I might even do a high podcast. What? Now that we can do that sort of thing. Ah, uh, because it's so. legal beagle yeah, here. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Thanks, guys. Uh, Elemental podcast. We will see you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate okay. it. All right. Bye.